0: Welcome to our Together on Mission podcast, where we seek to be with and like Jesus, as we begin a conversation with Jesus in the morning through scripture, prayer, and meditation, and then continue that conversation with Him throughout the day. Your host is Travis Twineman, the pastor at the Inland Vineyard Church in Corona, California. In this season of the podcast, we're going to be journeying through the Old Testament book of First and Second Kings.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this daily podcast, the Together on Mission podcast. This is Travis, and the title of the podcast this morning is Fully Committed. Not kind of committed, not committed, but fully committed. And nobody talks like that anymore, but the Old Testament talks like that all the time, fully committed, totally committed, fully devoted, totally devoted. And when the Old Testament uses those kinds of phrases, what is going on? Well, before I answer that, before we talk about that for a bit, let me ask a very interesting, odd, direct question. What idols do you have hanging around in your life? And you might at first think, Idols, that's an Old Testament thing, right? We're in the New Testament. We're in the modern world, right? We don't have any idols anymore and nothing could be further from the truth. And actually to think that we don't have any idols anymore would be a very dangerous thought because unless we recognize that idolatry is at work, we are really a sitting duck to the dangers and the destruction of idolatry In our lives. Because when the Old Testament uses the phrase fully committed, we're talking about the concept of idolatry, because idolatry is to have our loyalties divided, to be lukewarm, to be syncretistic, to have one foot here and one foot here. So, fully committed is a commitment to lift the Lord our God up as first and supreme and primary in our lives and to deal with idols. So do you have any idols around the place? Now, before we get to this text, let me define an idol. An idol is anything that God has made, person, object, pursuit, And by the way, God has made it, declared it good, but we have taken this good thing, this good person, this good pursuit, this good thing, and we've made it everything. And when we take a good thing and make it everything, and it rivals the place of God in our life, even though we don't always want to talk about that, it becomes an idol. And when something becomes an idol, we introduce demonic properties into our relationship with that thing, and it begins slowly but surely to destroy us. And so we do have idols around the place and it could be peace. We could idolize peace in a relationship and never say anything. It could be accomplishment, perfection, control, you know, being better than. It could be a child, one of our kids or all of our kids, just like Abraham idolized his son and God had to confront Abraham to set him free. It could be beauty. It could be money and accomplishment. Jacob in the Old Testament had an idol of money and accomplishment and God had to wrestle him to the ground to set him free. It could be vision. Saul of Tarsus had an idol of his vision and and God had to blind him and knock him to the ground in order to set him free. So what idol do you have laying around the place? It's a good thing. It's become close to everything. You need it. I need it. You're not okay without it. I'm not okay without it. And we, whether we know it or not, if that's taking place or where that's taking place, we've introduced demonic properties into our relationship with that thing. And it slowly, but surely will bring destruction, will bring pain because idols always require sacrifice. And so in the Old Testament, we get this phrase, fully committed to the Lord. So what does it look like to rid our life of those idols and be fully committed to the Lord our God? And when we're thinking about that question, we're thinking about the story of Asa, 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 9. In the 20th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Asa became king of Judah. He reigned 41 years. His grandmother's name was Maacah. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as his great great grandfather David had done. He expelled the shrine prostitutes. And here it is. He rid the land of all the idols that his ancestors had made. He found an Asherah pole, and he cut it down, and he burned it in the Kidron Valley. And although he did not remove the high places, Asa's heart, here we go, was fully committed to the Lord his God all of his life the old testament talks a great deal about idols and about a few kings in first and second kings whose hearts were fully devoted to the Lord their God and they took Idolatry seriously. And they rid the land of the idols and they cut down the asherah poles and they burned them to powder, taking this whole idea of idolatry seriously. And as we begin to read this text and, and, and think about this idea and, and ponder this, just in the presence of Jesus, also went to work on ridding the land, his family, his palace of these idols that were rivaling God for his affection. And that's the work that we're called into. And of course, the first step is to to recognize, and that's very, very difficult. Asa was very young when these idols were all around him and some of us have grown up with idols all around us and it's kind of the water that we swim in in our modern world, even in the church, certainly our family of origin. And so it takes some painstaking reflection and owning of things that we don't want to own. That recognition is very, very difficult. And then, of course, the next step is repentance. Oh, God, forgive me for taking this good thing, this good person, this good need, and making it into everything and beginning to rely upon it and pursue it sometimes, even though I don't like to talk about this, with more passion and vigor than I'm even pursuing you. God, I repent. So recognition, repentance, and then going to work. And one of the things I love about the five or six kings that did right in the eyes of the Lord, that were fully committed to the Lord their God, man, they went to work. They they dealt with these idols. And... Depending on what the idol is, going to work to rid our heart and family and land of that idol is going to look different. But that's a great thing to ponder. It's a great thing to ponder. And and one of the reasons why this journey is so difficult is because to let go of these idols feels like a death, it feels suffocating. It feels lonely we've been relying on these things, and to some degree have been getting our needs met through these people or or through these things but but again, as we go after idolatry, demonic properties are introduced, and slowly but surely, these idols will require sacrifice, and sometimes we realize that too late and so, as we meditate on this story, the call of the spirit of God is to is is your heart fully committed to the Lord your God to the point where we're going to ponder, recognize, repent and and go to work on changing these things. And so what a big important crucial conversation to have with Jesus. So let's as we pray this morning as we, you know, look into this text, let's reflect. Let's, let's, let's engage in the humility to own where these idols are vying for our attention. Let's repent and experience God's forgiveness. And then let's take a look at what it looks like to go to work, to rid the land of these idols or this idol that so
0: easily entangles us. And we'll talk tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Together on Mission podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by it today. If you had any questions about the Inland Vineyard Church, our ministries, or our Sunday services, feel free to connect with us on social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram, or check out our website at inlandvineyard.org.